Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode 44, the very best one yet. Shout out to my podcast team, Ambiguous Network, and fellow pods on there, including Emad Bro, the Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Goal Driven Professionals. Where to find more about the network? Head over to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. If you're interested in joining the network, reach out to Will Tereshuk and his team. So if this is your first episode with us, your fourth one you're listening to, or right on track with episode 44, we appreciate you for following our podcast journey. So help us grow, share this episode with a friend, and give us a rating and quick review. So virtual high five to you in advance. So speaking of making connections and networking, I had a great time getting in touch with a truly amazing woman going above and beyond in Chicago. So today's episode, I get to talk to this new special guest to share her story. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Erin Mayer. So Erin Mayer, she's an attorney specializing in commercial litigation and labor and employment. She is also the founder of Assist Your Sisters, a weekly newsletter that connects women with opportunities and collaborators. She lives and works in the Chicago area. So welcome to the show, Erin. Hi, Kelly. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for connecting. And uh, I'm excited to record this episode with you and, you know, learn more about your story and share it with our listeners and everything. So I guess first and foremost, um, can you tell our listeners who you are, where you're from and what you do? Yeah, my name is Erin Mayer. I am a lawyer. I specialize in commercial litigation and um, labor and employment litigation. And as you mentioned, I run, it's a company called The Assist, which is an online community for women focused on answering intimate questions about their career journey. I live in Chicago and I was born in the suburbs of Chicago. Very nice. Yeah. So local Chicagoan, uh, which is great. I like it. Like that on the daily grind. So I guess maybe first you want to start out with how did you become interested in law? Sure. So actually both of my parents are lawyers and my dad... He always had his own firm, and I see myself and my dad for a lot of reasons. We are both super passionate about life. We go 110% in everything we do, and we also both live for music. So I saw him live – I saw him being completely fulfilled in all aspects of his life. He was fulfilled at work. He was fulfilled as a musician, as a dad, a husband, a friend just a, a person. And that was the life that I wanted to create for myself. Um, so I went to law school in 2009 or 2010. I took a year off after I graduated and I started off um, actually in personal injury because both of my parents were personal injury attorneys. And I don't know, that's just what I thought I wanted to do. And, you know, um, it wasn't really thought out that I would specialize in commercial litigation or labor and employment, but I, about four years ago, I started at a business services firm knowing basically nothing about business or business law. I've been there for four years, and I, I really love it. I, I love getting into the nitty-gritty of what makes a business work and operate. 
very cool um yeah can you tell our listeners more about um because not everyone uh is in the law realm like myself uh can you tell Mm -hmm. them uh what commercial litigation and labor employment what what's that all about like what do you what do you work on things like that sure so i primarily specialize in commercial litigation about for a couple of years i was doing labor and employment and what that means is you're counseling business owners on issues with their employees so hiring and firing um any assessing risks for potential suits um and so i i actually then went back just to commercial litigation it was it was pretty difficult to balance both at the same time so but now i have this interesting niche which is commercial and labor and employment litigation and so what litigation means is it's anything having to do with a lawsuit it's when you go to court and you talk to a judge um it's what you're used to seeing on tv basically and so anything having to do with a lawsuit from assessing risks and trying to avoid a lawsuit or god forbid you're involved in one um you know i'm there to help you work through that that's really cool um was your family were they like supportive of you going to that area versus personal injury or what were their thoughts yeah my parents have never really pushed me to do one thing or the other um actually my mom when i wanted to go to law school my mom told me you should wait a few years because your dad took a few years off and he traveled the country playing music and i think that's what you need to do um so i mean my parents have never pushed me to be a lawyer to do anything so they've they don't need me to do exactly what they did by any means no, that's great. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the variety. And it's it's cool that you have like a personal tie. And uh, yeah, you're just oh, you're killing it out there for real. Like, you know, going above and beyond um, in your specialization. Uh, you have a ton of experience now uh, working in that area over the years, uh, I guess, on a I guess on a separate track. So now how did you become interested in entrepreneurship? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So it was about a couple years back and I was just looking down the track of what my life would be like 10, 15 years down the road. And there was something that felt not aligned with who I am. Um, And I wasn't sure what it was. What I was sure was that there was some creativity missing from my life. So I had this feeling like this nagging feeling for a while and I didn't really know what it was. Um, And then yeah, it was a couple of years ago. I was getting my hair cut and I was reading a magazine because I think that's like the only time I ever read magazines now. But I was reading a magazine and um, reading about some women-owned businesses. And I felt this like ping of jealousy. And it just made me realize like that is what I want to do. And so um, my hairdresser is used to like my sporadic outbursts. But I basically screamed like, I'm going to own a business. And, and she looked at me and she was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if she knew that that was like my epiphany and that I was going to change my life. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, looking back kind of like what I was saying before, I, I was just always raised just to be completely myself, to share myself with others. And, and, and that's what I want to do through entrepreneurship. Very cool. Did you take, um, just building up to um, you being the founder of the assist, did you take like business classes throughout college, throughout your studies? Do you network with other people? How do you gain that knowledge to? No. I, I've, I'm lucky that I've gained a lot of business knowledge in 
the past four years working at a business services firm. Um, when something is new to me, like it was with my current job, I need to go down a rabbit hole to learn everything possible about that thing. So I, I really, I'm a lifelong learner. Um, so I've been constantly educating myself about business. I'm still doing it. I'm by no means an expert. Um, but no, I was not, I never did that in college. I, I, looking back, I wish I did. I was a Spanish major. I took English classes, very liberal, liberal artsy, um, no business. That's, that's cool. No, but you have a, you have a diverse background though. So you get, um, I guess you currently, I, even with the assist or even, uh, in your current position in law, uh, do you use, uh, is bilingual language? Like, is that a thing? I'm kind of embarrassed. No, I, I probably cannot even maintain a conversation to be totally honest. I mean, it comes back to me when I hear it. Um, my husband's pretty good at it and you know, I can engage just fine. But no, I, it's a little embarrassing. No, it's not great. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. No, that's, that's really cool, though, to learn another language. It kind of, I think that probably inspired your creativity. That probably filled that, that need that you had of like, you know, having that creative background. Um, just building up a language. Now you started your own business, so that's another creative thing. You get to kind of, uh, you're the founder, the, the sole owner, so you're able to, you know, kind of make it how it, how it is and, you know, flow those creative juices take all the things that you've learned over the years and I, I don't know I want to tell you I want to tell your story I want you to tell yours so yeah can you tell us a little bit more about this sis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know going back to why I wanted to start the assist you know it, it begins with a little bit of a, a negative experience in that when I was a law student starting, you know, my first job experiences, I, I faced a situation that would not have happened to me if I was a man. And it really made me confront sexism in the workplace, which was now, now it's so, of course there's sexism in the workplace, but I don't, at the time I had been raised to believe everything was equal, that women had worked so hard to make the workplace equal for me. And that all I had to do was walk in and everything, I was equal to my male counterparts, but something happened and it, it made me confront not only external sexism, but my own sexism in myself and my expectations of myself, um, my sexism towards myself and towards other women. And it was just basically a come to Jesus moment that really stuck with me for years. Um, and so, so much so that I, there's no denying that now like, confronting that sexism at work is my calling. So I needed to, so I wanted to start something that allowed women to connect with each other and that would allow them to support each other at work. And, and that's what the assist does. So it allows women to anonymously reach out and ask for guidance among the other women who are reading the newsletter, and then they can respond directly and help them with something that perhaps that woman has already conquered before in their career. That's that's great. That's a really good story, and I think it's really sends a really great message out to a lot of uh, both young and old women, or just across the uh, across industries. To be honest, um, in various jobs, and uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head in regards to yeah, in the workplace, there's a lot of things that happen that yeah, sexism happens, and there's there's need to be resources out there, things to confront that, and uh, to make that more known, and because um, there's a lot of women out there that are working hard and 
they need to be represented and things like that. Uh, but yeah, so the cis, so doing my research and looking at your website, Instagram, social channels, things like that. So very beautiful website layout, very user friendly. So do you have a team behind you? Like, how have you grown it to how long have you how long has this been around for? So I started it last August. Um, that was after like a year probably of telling everyone I was going to do it. <laughs> um, so I finally did it last August. Um, I, I, a friend of a friend helped me out with the website, um, which was really clutch. She's amazing. Her name's Bailey and she lives in New York, Bailey Edwards, shout out to her. And then another friend, I'm, I'm actually realizing the same friend had the two friends of, but then a, a friend of my, another friend of my friends helped me with kind of with the beginning of the Instagram layout, um, which was really helpful too. And then I, I picked it up, but that's really been it. I mean, it, it has been a community effort for sure. I have a lot of support among a lot of the, from a lot of the women in my life. Um, I'm any decision, not any decision, but a lot of the major decisions I make, I run through, my, my actual sister, um, a lot of my friends or professional women who I've made professional relationships with, you know, in starting my business. Very nice. Yeah, I like it. Networking, connections, that's where, what we're all about here on The Daily Grind. Uh, so another thing, the branding, the sis. So how'd you come up with the name? Hmm. How did I come up with that? I... I, I sat down with a friend of mine who um, is in marketing, actually. She's a, a content developer. And we just, she helped me. The first day we just sat down and she just said, just say out loud, like all the words that come to you when you think of the brand you want to create. And I don't even remember what it was. It was hours long. We just said things like help. And I don't know, maybe I said assist. And we said colors or literally anything that came to mind. So then we took that and we came the next time and we met a bunch of times. And by the end of it, someone, one of us said, assist your sisters. And it just felt really right. And I loved it. And we went with it. Very cool. I like it. Yeah. Just kind of just a random moment. And uh, yeah, just the color board of, I, I can just imagine all the words and the phrases that come about. Cause like, yeah, your comp your, the sis has so many like meanings behind it and, uh, just it's community based really and just all the message how many people that you connect with on a daily regular basis um, that's so great can you share with our listeners uh, like a recent success or challenge from women connecting to the platform yeah of course so there's been a lot of really great relationships that I, I get to see build um, you know one that comes to mind one woman wrote out recently, she, she actually was a lawyer as well, and, and she wrote in lamenting about the toxic work culture that she was experiencing, that she wanted another workplace where there were more women leaders. Um, and I, 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 that post obviously resonated with me. Um, it, and what I liked about it was it's not the kind of thing you're ever going to go into an interview saying. But it really resonated with another reader, and she reached out and she said, hey, I saw your post. Um, I actually just left a firm as well because of that. I now work in-house at X company. We're interviewing in two weeks. You should come in. She interviewed in two weeks and she got the job. 
So that was really, that felt really cool. I was really proud of it at that point. Um, something else that, you know, recently happened, um, a young woman wrote in about an experience she was having. She was progressing in like her dream career as an interior designer and everything was going really well, but she kept feeling um, really held back by her, what she felt was some crippling anxiety when she would meet with, you know, really high up people. And she didn't know what to do, so she needed some advice. Um, a woman responded saying, I am a leader at Google, and I used to have this issue too. And what I would do is I would do A, B, C before my meetings so that I felt prepared and more confident. And, you know, they would go pretty well. And as they started to get better and better, like I can tell you now that I don't have that experience anymore. And that young woman reached out to the person who responded to her and to the assist, AKA me, to let us know like how impactful that advice was for her, just to know that someone who is objectively successful had dealt with her issue before and what she did to overcome it had just meant so much to her. And she didn't feel, you know, she didn't feel like a loser or alone or that it was something that she'd never conquer. So those, those two things stick out to me and, you know, they make me really proud of, of what I built. Mm -hmm. I think it's really great too. This, this is like a platform for uh women to, you know, say that, like say that, or, you know, have the confidence to share um, what they've experienced or what they're looking for or things like that. And you can bounce back. Like you just mentioned, you have people on the other opposite side then had that experience or can give advice, things like that. Do, do you see that more common? Is yeah. That, that's one of the common goals. That's one of the goals of the assist. Right. So, yeah. So I don't know if I've mentioned, but when you submit a request, it's anonymous. Um, and that was really important to me because a lot of the things we're dealing with are really abstract and you can go, you can go on a Facebook channel or um, a Facebook group, or there's a lot of resources you can go to where your name is out there um, and you can get advice. But it was important for me that women could reach out anonymously and that the first person to show who they were would be the person giving the advice. So the, you reach out anonymously and then if I'm able to help you and I've dealt with things similar, I can reach out and you'll see my name. And if you choose to respond to me, I'll see your name. And there's, there's something special about that um, in that relationship you build together. Yeah, I think that's great. And then speaking of relationships, they can further stay connected. Like a lot of people on your platform, they can stay connected after that initial response back in post. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them do, which is a very cool thing to see. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I like it a lot. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's a really good platform, really good uh, example of the daily grind here um, and everything. Um, I guess speaking during our current situation, what we're currently at right now in COVID-19, uh, so pandemic is still going on, uh, slowly uh, getting into different phase, uh, going to different phases, uh, things like that. How has the, how has coronavirus impacted your daily grind? Well, I'm working from home now. Um, at the beginning, you know, it was a, a pretty scary thing. And I've gotten to a point now where it's really shifted my mindset because it's, it's forced me to notice and question things that I wasn't noticing or questioning before. Because it's, you know, it's, it's more than anything before, it's teaching me that you don't just things don't just happen the way you think they're going to happen. You don't just 
get things the way you plan on them happening because they're on your vision board. Um, shit happens. So you have to really, all that there is, is the moment. And I know that that sounds really like cheesy, um, but like I've never actually understood that so much as before now. So what it's caused me to do is it's caused me to do exactly that with my work. It's caused me to really try to notice like what is going on in business? What is, what is going on with women at work? You know, women are being really impacted by, by the virus, whether it's their, um, their caretaking obligations or because women are paid less than men. And so they're more, they're more negatively impacted um, economically or because of the, the increase in gender-based violence. Um, but like, it's really caused me to say, how can, what can I do to help these women at work? Um, this, I, I feel like this platform's so much more important than it was before. I want these women, I want women to feel connected to each other, to feel heard and seen. Um, and, and personally it's caused me to question, what do I want from my work? When do I want that to happen? What do I do right now so that that happens? That's a very long answer to that question, but yeah. Oh, I think that's a very good answer to that question. Um, I guess, too, even with the work from home, I'm currently working from home as well. Uh, that still happens in the work. Uh, women still get treated, like, unfairly in the workplace, regardless of if they're in the office or even working remotely. Have you seen that, like, uh, in responses or from uh, the network uh, of the CIS? Do you see people with different uh, experiencing different instances? Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't really necessarily seen like overt sexism and, and that's the thing. I mean, there is rarely like what's called overt sexism right now. I mean, there is, but it's more commonplace that it's a little more abstract. So right now, so actually um, in our newsletter, I'm having each week in a sister and that's what it's called when you assist others, you're in a sister. You, I'm having them write about their experience of COVID, how their life has been impacted and, and what they're doing to, to rise above challenges. Um, last week, one of the assisters wrote in, um, she was anonymous and she referred to herself as attorney mom and just wrote about how difficult it is being a mom of young kids uh, during this time and that employers aren't necessarily understanding of the really intense obligations on their employees. I mean, employers have done a lot to implement women's initiatives to try to make the workplace a better place for them. And unfortunately, the current circumstances are making it almost impossible for women who have children to do both. Um, and, and there are, of course, men who have the same obligations, um, but but more often than not, it, it falls on the women just because that is what is expected societally and internally. Um, so I think that right now is is the biggest struggle for women at work, like right now, right now. Mm -hmm. What would you give as advice for women currently in work? So working remotely that have a family or, you know, are um, have that, you know, that uh, perspective in regards to or that. Um, <laughs> that bias in regards to them being, you know, the person that has to handle for kids or even, yeah, just working from home during this pandemic, like, what are some things that they can do um, in addition to reaching out to the assist? Like, what are some things that they can kind of work through this uh, at their current workplace? I wish 
I had a good answer for that. I'm, I'm personally not dealing with that. Like I don't have kids. So I, if someone came to me and asked me, there are a number of women that I would probably point them to, um, and connect them with that could probably provide some better guidance on that. I, I, I'm really, I am trying to, I'm curious for myself, like what can employers do? Because employers are in a really tough situation right now. Like money is tight. So what can they do? And I don't know. And I, I've been trying to figure that out. I've been trying to read all the articles I can um, about women's experiences right now and, and what employers can do. And I, I welcome, if anyone listening has any insight on that, um, I really welcome that. I, I, I really don't know. But yeah, if, if, if a woman was struggling right now, as many are, balancing work and childcare responsibilities, and they came to me, there are a number of really inspiring women that I have in my network that I would probably connect them with. Mm-hmm. That That's good. Uh, do you think, or do you foresee um, like when, when the workplace is open again, when people, there are certain parts of the U S that are slowly moving back. People are getting back into their offices. Do you see this trend mm-hmm. in the workplace? Uh, do you think COVID has a significant impact on, uh, this trend in the workplace with women or do you think things are going to change when people get back in the office or? I think it's going to be different across the country. Um, I mean, there were already problems with women in the workplace. Um, a lot of, again, like abstract complex issues. Um, even as people start going back to work, I have no idea what it's going to look like, if it's going to be, even when places start to reopen, you know, I think what's going to happen is some businesses will have schedules where you go back, you know, only certain days a week. So there's still going to be a lot of remote work at home. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty still at this point, I think, um, in a lot of different <laughs> industries and workplaces, uh, I'm still, again, waiting to hear when I go back into the office or if we yeah. switch to, you know, a 50% uh, work remotely and 50% in the office. A lot of things are up in the air at the moment, um, which is crazy. But speaking of schedules, do you have tips for our listeners to balance how they can balance their schedules, you know, find that work-life balance? Yeah, and that's a really good question. I think for me, you know, we're going to be perfect. Like just accepting that is huge. Um, and to really have a feeling that you have balance in your life. Um, I think the most important thing is building a practice of building your intuition. Um, so you can listen to yourself and know when you need a break or when you need, when you need to really grind um, and, and just what you need, because without that, you're, you're never going to have a balance. So the way I do that, I, I try to, I try to do these things and they're not as consistent as I'd like, but I, the way I build my own intuition is I, I meditate, I journal, I sing, I play piano, um, and, and exercise. And those things, when I, when I'm consistently doing those things, um, I feel a strong sense of my own intuition and what I need. And, and I find that at those points, I'm best able to balance my work and my life. 
that's that's really good insight Erin thanks for sharing because you're really organized yeah. I think that's really great for our listeners to hear out there and you know to have a try to stay healthy you know have a really good well-being things like that um I guess outside of your busy schedule what are favorite things to do outside of work um I guess let's have let's have a a situation where it's not not COVID-19 is going on like what are your favorite things to do when when life is normal (laughs) yeah oh my god I can't even remember what life is like when it was normal um but I I I've talked a little bit about that I love music I love to sing um I perform sometimes with my dad he plays guitar and we um perform together especially in the summer I'm really hoping that we get the opportunity to do that um, as of late, I mean, since December, we have a new dog and I love her and she's, I'm obsessed with her. So, I mean, more often than not, I'm playing with her or I'm outside with her or I'm taking pictures of her and sending them to people. Um, that takes up a lot of my time now. That's great. Yeah. We could always use a dog photo here and there. It's always bright as <laughs> your day for real. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I like it. I like the variety. It's really cool. You're very well-rounded. Um, I oh, guess too, favorite favorite uh, books, people to follow, things to motivate our listeners out there. Do you have any recommendations? For sure. Um, so something that I read in the past year, have you read like those How to Be a Badass books? I've, it's on, my, heard of them? It's, it's on my book list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't, the first one was fine. It didn't really resonate with me for whatever reason, but then I read um, How to Be a Badass at Making money and that one captivated me especially the part where it talks about being open to the ways that you can make money and to really challenge yourself about um the belief system that you have about money and how to counteract that so you have more positive beliefs about money so that book was was pretty life-changing for me um besides that I'm right now I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which I really like. It talks a lot about that idea I was talking about before, which like your intuition and your knowing and focusing on that. I also really liked the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't know if you've read that. Um, That talked a lot about like following your curiosity. Um, So that was something she talked about, you know, like if there's something that interests you, just keep following that. doesn't matter what it is. Like there's something there. So keep going. Um, And that's something that I try to do in my life. Um, In terms of like business leaders that I follow or that are inspiring to me, I would say Brene Brown and how she, you know, talks about leading with vulnerability and Elaine Welteroth and her. Her leadership style is really inspiring to me. It's like super authentic. Um, and I just really appreciate her message about expanding when the world is telling you to shrink. Very good. I like it. I like these recommendations. We'll for sure put Erin's uh, recommendations in today's so- show notes. So you listeners out there can read yeah. and follow these uh these business leaders out in the world, which is great. So Aaron, we talked about your daily schedule. What's on your daily grind in the upcoming weeks later this year? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, you know, I'm really trying to take this time to just like notice and question a lot of things um, and to see how, like what is changing because COVID is definitely changing things. And yeah, we'll go back to some sort of normal, but a lot of these changes are here to stay. And I can't tell you for sure what they are or, you know, what will change and what won't, but I'm trying to really track like what those changes are and how I can adapt 
myself and my business to provide the most value. Um, you know, I really like to blend my passion for like improving the workplace for women and my legal skills. Um, so in the upcoming year, I want to focus on being an advocate for women business owners and helping them navigate legal issues and contracts and during what is especially right now a uniquely difficult time. Very interesting. Yeah, that's really exciting. Things ahead for you down the road. Uh, yeah, good luck with everything down the road. Yeah. Really exciting. Thank you so much. Really, good, really good goals out there. Do you have a word of the day or a motivational phrase out there for our listeners to inspire the inspire them to achieve their goals? Sure. As you know, as I was preparing for today, it became very clear that I do have a word right now, and it, I think it's intuition. Um, intuition or in in intentional, intentionality, intentional. Um, yeah, those two words are really speaking to me right now. They're, they're helping me, uh, providing me a lot of guidance and, and what I should do next, I would say. That's great. It fits perfectly with uh, today's episode and, and all. Erin, um, last but not least, if listeners have questions, comments, they want to learn more about the assist, they want to you know, sign up, how can they do so? They can go to www.assistyoursisters.com and you can either sign up as an assister to receive the newsletter each week or you can submit an anonymous request on the website. Um, you can also find us at um, assist underscore your underscore sisters on Instagram. Very good. Uh, yes, we will for sure put all Aaron's contact info in today's show notes as always. Big thank you for Aaron for being on the podcast. When it comes to sharing my story, be sure to follow the Daily Grind at KJF Daily Grind on Instagram and me, your host, at Kelly J Lefty on Instagram or Twitter. Make sure to go to our podcast network website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, for more content such as You Mad Bro, the Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Goal Driven Professionals. Listen on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. My name is Kelly Johnson, and have a great day. Thank you so much. <laughs>